Hey, this is Bruce. I'm the pastor of the Word Church, Kimberley. I'm so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I trust that Jesus will speak to your heart, that you'll be strengthened with faith, and that you'll experience the breakthrough that you're looking for. Enjoy the message. Let's get into, into the Word this morning. Let's go to the book of Acts, chapter 2. Acts chapter 2. Father, I just thank you for this morning. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your, for your church. Thank you for your people. Thank you that you love us, that you want to speak to us. And Father, that today we can walk out by the end of the service knowing we've met you, we've encountered you. Your spirit moved, your spirit spoke to us. And uh, yeah, that we'll hear what the spirit says today. In Jesus' name, amen. I said a couple of things that the Lord is trying to, uh, just to correct me on. I don't think what I've said is completely wrong, but uh, we need to, in terms of vision and where we're going, we need to say the right things, you know, like I've often said, I'm not interested in a full church. I'm interested in a God, uh, in a people full of God. And uh, it was like the Lord just said, stop saying that. We want a full church with a people full of God. We want more, uh, more of Kimberley to come in and to hear the Word of God. We want more of us to get out and to hear the Word of God and to change. We want as much change to, to happen in the lives of people as possible. And the way that the, the, the church started was in tremendous exponential growth on a daily basis. Amen? And I, I do believe that the church needs to think about that and consider that, and all of us need to consider that, that we play a, a big role, and um, let's call it these, this last day's church, or however you want to call it. We are the church that's alive, that's breathing, that's here today. God wants to do something great through, and His, His purpose is not maintenance. His purpose is not maintenance. His purpose is growth. His purpose is kingdom. His purpose is, is to bring transformation to the country. And I just want to say that as we can pray for a new government, um, you are not going to get the change you're looking for with a new government. There's some, yeah, we could, okay. Let me, let me not do that. We do need a new government, Lord Jesus. But, but, ultimately, what the world is waiting for is not a new government. I'm going to say that again. What the world needs is not a new government and a new president. And we have a nice scripture in Romans 8, 19 that says creation is waiting for, you know the scripture? Come on, let's say, it. what's creation waiting for? The sons of God to be made manifest. That when the church is shining, when the church is doing what it's called for, we will see change. And uh, I really believe that uh, we can, we are, in, we are called to pray for our government and for our leaders but don't think for one moment that the government is holding the church back. 
And I've seen it, you study church history, whenever there is pressure on the church, and they try to close the church, and they try to uh, persecute the church, the church just grows and thrives, like the opposite reaction happens. Uh, some of the most powerful churches you find today are in Iran, Iraq, um, even in Israel. The you know what's, 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 um, what's interesting in this whole war between Israel and Gaza? Everybody has been praying for Israel, but g the people in Gaza are encountering Jesus, seeing visions. That's the, that's the irony of it. We think, uh, oh, only Israel is God's people. No. He's, he's going after the, the people in Gaza too. Seen the, they have over 400 uh, reports of the, the Muslim people that are seeing Jesus in their dreams and giving their lives to Jesus. This is, this is news, headline stuff that's been coming out. And so I think the church needs to realize that there is power, that, that, that ultimately the whole hope of the world is, is in the church. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Amen? Now, I just thought I'd, I'd like to share that, you know, that um, I think as our church, and if you're visiting today, uh, I'm going to just share a little bit also on, on why, why here, why the word church, why are we here, why are we doing what we're doing? Uh, I'll start with Anya and I, you know, when we gave our yes to Jesus, we didn't think, oh, you know what, let's, uh, this is a nice idea. Let's, let's open the word church in Kimberley. Let's start a church, Anya. If we only knew what was waiting for us as well. <laughs> Maybe. But we gave a yes to Jesus to, to open this church. And, and it was confirmed with so many signs, wonders, um, so many uh, confirmations that this is what God wants to do. It's good to see you. And um, so I'll share a bit about that. So in 2014, end of 2013, the Lord already started speaking to, to me about coming back to Kimberley to carry on with what we were doing at that time. I remember sitting at, at the beach Sorry for speaking about the beach in January. But remember, we like to always end the year at the beach and just ask God, Lord, what, what, are, you, what are you doing and what are you saying? And uh, we kind of felt that our time as uh, Bible school leaders, as students, we, uh, we were leading a group of students, was coming to uh, an end. We had two kids. Uh, it was, the pace was hectic. And sometimes when you realize you lose your peace, you lose your joy, the Lord might be positioning you to do something else. And so we started praying about that, and for a whole year we prayed it, we prayed it, we prayed it, went through the year till 2014, end of 2014, I said, okay, Lord, I think it's time, we've got to do something. And, uh, and God started sending people to us with dreams. Uh, who had dreams and said, I saw you, Bruce, preaching in Kimberley. I saw you with a church in Kimberley. Uh, one time our car broke down. You know the story. As our car broke down, we took it into the dealership, and we went into uh, a spur and sat there, and there was a man in spur, and he, when we walked and sat down, his whole face was, uh, 
in shock because he was trying to phone me at the ministry that we were at for, about a dream that he had for Kimberly. And he, he spoke to me and he said, Bruce, I dreamt of you preaching in Kimberley. I dreamt that you had a big church there. I dreamt that, that there were mighty things happening over there. And uh, we still didn't come. <laughs> and another, another guy walked to the ministry the one day from my army base. And he said, Bruce, I need to speak to you. I had a dream about you in Kimberley. I know this makes no sense. But I said, to me, it makes a lot of sense. But we still didn't come. And I remember one day I was preaching at that ministry, and my heart went out for the, for the church, and I was on my way to tell Anya, yeah, we can't go now. We have to stay. And uh, a farmer in Mozambique phoned me. He said, Bruce, I had a dream. You were leaving that ministry, but then you turned around and went back to the ministry because your heart was for the ministry. But God said, go, so it's time to go. And we, we came here to Kimberley in 2015. We served here for about two years, traveled around the world as well preaching. But I believe, guys, it's time now. It's time. It's the seventh year that we've been doing this. It's time now to, to really go for it. Amen? So I want you to go to Acts chapter 2. And we're going to read there verse 41. Verse 41, it says, So those who accepted his message were baptized, and, about, and that day about 3,000 people were added. In a day, 3,000 people. Verse 42, They were devoting themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, to prayer, reverential awe came over everyone, and many wonders and miracles uh, came about by the apostles. How many of you have experienced what that is like, to be in reverential awe? Who knows what that's like? Just to be in awe, in reverential awe of the, of the presence of God, like like right now, just to know that He is here, that He's among us, and that He is with us, and that He promised that when we gather, that He is here. He is here. He is here. He is here. I said it in the, in the worship, but it's, it should, the church should not be, have, have, the church should not be convinced. No. The need of the church is not to be convinced. We have to believe. The, the, the job of a minister and a band and the ushers are not there to convince the church. We ought to know that when we come in, because I'm here and because you're here and because we're here to worship, that God's presence is here. Amen? Amen? And I want us to really look at this and, and consider Father, are we, are we in reverence? Have we become familiar with your presence? Have we, have we somewhat lost something? Is there something that we need to, to, to get again? About uh, four weeks ago, 
I preached on fearing the Lord, that you need to fear the Lord. That, that somewhere along time, we have lost that reverence. I love going back and watching some of the, the old things, the, old, the way the church ran in, in the 40s and the 50s. You know, they had, they had beautiful songs that came out. That they used to sing stuff like, reach out and touch the Lord. As he passes by, and you will find he's not too busy to hear your heart's cry. Come on, where's the golden oldies? He will, he is passing by this moment, your needs to, thank you, reach out and touch the Lord as he passes by. And those people, when they sang songs like that, it was in reverence to God. They really believed that God was moving among them. And you should go see what happened in the 40s and the 50s and the 60s with, with healings, miracles, signs, and wonders. Because the men of God at that time believed that God could do miracles and wonders. Yeah. Come on. Only believe. Lord, I believe all things are possible if you only believe. Lord, and they would come in thousands and masses. And, and, and there would be people, uh, men of God, like I'll name you a few. Jack Ho, A.A. Allen, uh, Oral Roberts. They would have crusades all over and people would come in, uh, all over and miracles would happen. I wonder if in today's generation... If, it's, if, if there's something missing in terms of reverential fear and awe. Listen to our worship songs that we're singing. Most of the songs coming out today is all about you. It's all about me, you know. Me, 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 my, my, I. What will happen when we walk in and we've got reverential fear, hey, for Jesus. And it's just interesting that that scripture says reverential fear was over all of them and, uh, and tremendous miracles and signs happened, you know. Amen. So anyways, when we gave our yes to Jesus, we, we said we'd come. And we would we'd pick up the pastoral thing and we, we would do this in Kimberley. And I, pr I really pray that every time you come to church here, that we, that we jump into to reverential fear and, and to expect God to move among us, to expect the miracles, to expect signs. We had a lady here. Last week, who we came to one of our conferences, who, were, who, had, who was in critical condition, she came straight out of hospital into the service, and she was healed here. She brought her mom with, her mom was healed. <laughs> We've had tremendous miracles, and God still does it. And I, I, want to, I want you to know, people, that that's what we're contending for. You know, I love all, the, all of the churches in Kimberley. I've got a great relationship with, uh, with all the pastors. And um, I really do. I, I spend time with with m majority of them. But often I get people from my own church who come to me and say, you know, Bruce, you should do this. 
And you know what? And I'm, I'm all good for suggestions. I'm all good for suggestions. As long as you serve, as long as you had to serve, I'll take your suggestions. Do this, do that. And I just think to myself, how many, how many of us go to McDonald's and ask them to make a spur burger? How many times do you go to, to Rockamamas and ask them to, to make a, a Panerati special for you? you? You have to know where you're going, what you're going for. Amen? Amen? And so I want everyone to know that in this church and in this house, how we do it here, McDonald's serves Happy Meals. In this church, we want to serve, uh, we want to serve the real thing. We want to serve the Word of God. We want to serve, if the Word says that we should be dreaming dreams, seeing visions, prophesying, uh, seeing miracles, uh, growing in the Word of God, uh, growing in fellowship, then we want that. And that's what we're going to ser- serve you. Amen? And, and we, have to, we have to carry that burden together. Amen? All right. So uh, let's go to uh, uh, Ro- River, River, Romans. River Romans. Romans chapter 12. Is this okay? I know it's a bit different. I know it's not what, you, what we normally hear when we come to a church. But every now and then we have to touch on on culture, on, and just get culture right, culture in the church. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I exhort you, brothers and sisters, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a sacrifice, holy, alive, pleasing to God, which is your reasonable service. All right. So can you guys remember in Luke chapter 5, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, we've, through December, we spoke about God wants to pour new wine. Amen? And he says, in order to have new wine... You have to have what? Come on, let's hear. New wine skins. So they, in order for God to bring something new, something fresh, we need to be, have a fresh mental, spiritual readiness, fresh mental attitude, ready for God to do something new. Come on, say, Lord, do something new in my life. Do something new. Now, Luke 5, he explains, he says, but if I give you new wine and you're an old wine skin, turn to your neighbor and say, don't be an old wine skin. Birman. <laughs> he says, if I'm going to give you new wine and you're an old wine skin, what's going to result in a burst? It's going to burst. I don't want to burst. I don't want God to come in and, and move and do something in, in this place. And the, and the people aren't ready for it. You know? So we've, we've had that a couple of times in our, in our church where we just assume people are on the same thinking pattern. You know? and, uh, 
And then over time in our relationship, we realized, oh, goodness, we actually don't really believe the same thing. I'm, I'm sorry. But I think if we position ourselves to be in a place of, Lord, I'm going to present myself a, a living sacrifice. I'm yet to learn, Father. I'm yet to grow. I'm yet to, Lord, speak to me. You know, maybe you grew up in a church that does things completely different. Maybe you never had a, a, a drummer that bangs the drums like Jock does, or bass bins that shakes the ceilings. They <laughs> say, you know what, Lord? If you're going to do it, do it. Amen? Amen? People, if God is moving and it's in a Chinese church, <laughs> I'll go. Amen? And he says, do, do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may test and approve what is the will of God. Father, renew my mind. You know, refresh my mind. Let me, let me think different. Let me approach this, this thing different. You know, um, God surprises me sometimes. Uh, most often. We've, I have people that uh, I kind of... I kind of get to a point where I think God can speak through this person. God can speak through that person. God, God can't speak through that person. And, uh, you know, occasionally we get people that, that uh, will come and give me a word and say, yeah, I've got a word from you. And then it ends up being utter nonsense. Has that ever happened to you? Someone comes and gives you a word and it's just like, uh, uh. And then sometimes those same people come and they give you a word that's so accurate that it's like, oh, my word. Amen. Time to be new, new wineskin, a new, a new readiness for what God wants to do. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I would like to show you maybe sometime some, some pictures of some... Uh, some things that Anya and I did, and then there were other people, Mike and them, aren't you? And Ben and them also featured back in those days. Gareth and Ike, Yalavastar. Can you remember when we pitched the tent in Cassandra? We used to, we used to have, a, a, we had a blue and white tent, and we had a 70s combi. You've heard about my combi, right? I'll tell you about my combi. And, it had some loose shocks that weren't, so if you hit the brake, it would go, and you release the brake, it would shoot up. <laughs> we had that thing, and we had a trailer on the back, and the trailer, had a, we had a big blue and white tent. And we used to go around Kimberley, all around Kimberley. We'd pitch it in the townships. Goodness, let me tell you, if you're looking for revival, go pitch your tent in the township. Wow. And then... We saw miracles. We drive through uh, the, the township at 11, 12 at night, and people would ask me to come pray for people. J just myself would be in the townships praying for people in their beds while they're sick. It was about 19, 20, 21, somewhere there. Years old, sorry. Not 19, 21. It was 2000 and something. And then we, we pitched it in Cassandra, and the turnout wasn't so great. Can you believe? But... The people that came experienced Jesus. 
And we knew a time is coming when we're going to have to pick it up again. Amen? Time is coming to pick it up again. Again. Amen. So let's do it. All right. Two more scriptures and then I'm going to um, just touch something. Let's go to, uh, let's go to 1 Timothy. 2 Timothy, I think it is. One of the Timothys. Chapter 1. Woo. 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 5. Shalom al I recall your sincere faith that was alive first in your grandma and then in your mother, and I'm sure is in you. And I'm just going to take this a little bit out of context, and I'm going to combine it with what we read in Habakkuk chapter 3. Lord, I heard of what you did. I heard of what you did in the 40s, the 50s, the 60s. We can even go back to when the, when the church was born. And Paul is writing here, wait, there was something operating in your grandma, and there was something operating in your mom. Now I am sure that it is in you, okay? Because of this, I remind you to rekindle God's gift that you possess through the laying on of my hands. Can ons Amplified to Stefan? This just does speak so much better in the Amplified. That is why I remind you to stir up Rekindle the embers of, fan the flame of, keep burning the gracious gift of God, the inner fire that's in you by means of the laying on of my hands with those of the elders at your ordination. For God did not give us a spirit of timidity, of cowardice, of craven and cringing fawning fear, but he has given us a spirit of power and of love and of calm and a well-balanced mind and discipline and self-control. Amen. Amen. He says, it's time, Timothy. It's time, Adrian. It's time to stir up the gift, the gracious gift that is in you by means of laying out of my hands. Amen. I want to tell you, church, you are the church. You are the, the hope of the world. You are the hope. Uh, I, won't, I won't point out uh, anyone, but for example, an example of that, last year someone initiated to start doing something about Kimberley, about getting the roads fixed. That came to a, a church this member yeah, in, this, in this church. They got out there and they started fixing these roads. And until we can take up the responsibility of what's on us to, to take on, man. It doesn't matter who's president as long as Jesus is king. <laughs> doesn't matter which government is in control as long as Jesus is, is king. 
and his church is obedient. And his church is on fire. And his church hears the, the voice of God. And you can hear God's voice. I wanna, I'm going to take it in a different angle and I'm, I'm going to quickly hit the closing. But let's, let's go to, to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And I know that God can use every church. God, God can use uh, the Enche the church. We're praying for the Enche church. God can use City of Hope. God can use, uh, what's it, the workshop, uh, Bikers Church. God's going to use all of them. I know that there are people that are travailing in prayer, that love Jesus, that want God to, to do it. Hey, but as long as I'm pastor here, I'm saying, Father, men just start with me. <laughs> I want to do it. I want to do it. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Thank you, Holy Father. Okay. So I just want to I just want to Add before we read it, I had a chat with another pastor this week, Pastor Vic, some of you guys will know him, and we were talking about how in the Old Testament, why there were tithes, why there were offerings, okay, today, today we, we treat tithes and offerings like, you know, I must give, or I mustn't give, we, we got people that debate whether tithing is New Testament or Old Testament, tithing is scriptural, we tithe, uh, we, we give, but we need to know why we do this. Amen? And he just said something that blessed me. He said, back in those, in those days, people knew they had to tithe because they weren't just trying to get something back. They were trying to sustain something. They were trying to keep something going, keep something, uh, you know. So now we, we preach it in the sense, if you tithe, you'll be blessed. Come on. If you tithe, you'll be blessed. And it's produced something wrong in our culture, um, and we, we end up giving out of obligation. All right, let's quickly read. We read this last week, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6. My point is this. The person who sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and the person who sows generously will also reap generously. Each one should give as he has decided in his heart, not reluctantly or under compulsion, because God loves a cheerful giver. And so I said earlier, it's time you need to renew your mind. But I want to say to the church, it's time to renew your heart, to open your heart again. Because God is looking for, for hearts that are, that are aligned with Him. Amen? So we had a, a, a I was reading through um, the first book of Samuel where, where Saul becomes king. Beautiful. Do some homework and read through those uh, Old Testament books. They're, they're wonderful. Saul becomes king. And you know what his first mis- one of his first mistakes are? Is around offering. That's like one of his first mistakes was misunderstanding what God meant with the offering. Okay. Can we quickly read that? I'm not going to be long. First Samuel, just quickly go there. Like, beloved, 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 beloved. Are we ready? Second of uh, 1 Samuel chapter 13. 
Here we have Saul, verse verse, uh, verse 12. I thought, now the Philistines will come down on me at Gilgal, and I have sought the Lord's favor. I have not sought the Lord's favor, so I felt obligated to offer the burnt offering. And, uh, And Samuel comes and rebukes him. And then if you go to chapter 15, he does something similar. Chapter 15, he says, verse 20, Then Saul said to Samuel, But I have obeyed the Lord. I went on the campaign. The Lord sent me. I brought back the king. And then the last part of the verse, he says, And I sacrificed to the Lord. And Samuel says, Does the Lord take pleasure in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as he does in obedience? Obedience is better than sacrifice. Paying attention is better than the fat of rams. What I'm trying to say today, I really feel, bringing it back to the beginning of my message, it's time, can we just get some music on? It's time for us as a church to get back to the why of what we're doing. It's time for us as a church to get back to the flame, back to the, to the, I could wrap it, then it could work. <laughs> it's time for us to get back to, to, Lord, why do I come here? Why am I involved here? Why did you send me here? Where are we going? You know, where, where are we going with, with, with the word church? Where are we going in terms of my faith? It's time to stop treating God in a category. Ek het my tiende gegeer, ek was kerk toe, ek het, uh, I brought my part, now God's going to bring his part for the rest of the time. It's time to get back to a point when we come together that we're in reverential awe of God's presence in this place. Amen. Come on, let's just get some, some agreement in the house. May we never come into this door again without an expectation that God can move, that the impossible can happen, that we can do something about our city and change it. When we give, we're not giving out of obligation like Saul did. We're giving because God is doing something. God is going somewhere with this place. God is, God is, is moving here. Amen? He said, I'm not delighted in sacrifice. Jesus stood by the offering the one day and he watched everybody come and give their portions. He was impressed by nobody's portion except that woman who gave the little, let's say, two cents or whatever she gave. He said, that woman, that woman gave more than everybody else. It's not in the, in the value of the money. It's in the fact, his heart, her, her heart. And I'm like, Father, let's make it count every time we come together. Amen? David was a king after God's heart, a man after God's heart. And he said, I will not offer God anything that costs me nothing. I will not offer him my worship 
if it doesn't cost me anything. The Chad, what's it Chad's name? Chad? Can't remember his name, pastor. He spoke of people leaving church, and he said they say to one another, well, I didn't get anything out of the worship today. And, the one, and he said to the other one, well, we weren't worshiping you. Can we stand together? Can you, I just want, I just want a moment where we can just connect with the heart of God. Just a moment. Just a moment. Just a moment. I want you to close your eyes. I want you to switch off from who's next to you. I want you to connect with God just for this moment. Father, I pray, Lord, that you'll light the fire in our hearts. Light the fire in our hearts. Let your spirit speak to us again. Help us be ready for the new. I just feel this, there's someone, maybe one or two, that's afraid of something new. God, God says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Father, do something new today in this church. Give each person a touch of your presence right now. We need you, Jesus. Or will we worship? We want to worship you because you're, you're worthy of it. We don't want to bring anything out of obligation. We don't want to come to church out of obligation. We don't want to give an offering out of obligation. Because you love the heart. You love the cheerful giver. One whose heart is in whatever he does. Father, I pray for unity, that you'll unify us. Like Jesus prayed, Lord, that we'll be one, as you and the Father are one, that we'll be one in you, and you in us. We'll be of one mind, where we come to devote ourselves to the Word of God, to the breaking of bread, to fellowship, that will be in reverential awe. That your presence will be felt and experienced. Thank you that you'll be acknowledged as present in our meetings. And not as absent, not as distant. But Lord, your name is Emmanuel. God with us, among us, within us, upon us. That we'll know you as a present God. Like David said, uh, Moses said, Lord, if your presence does not go with us. Don't take us any further. Don't take us any further. 
where we've built things, institutions where we've built things, without your leading, Lord, don't take us any further. Take us back to the heart of why we do what we do. Take us back right now. So Holy Spirit, right now, I commend everybody to your presence. Dreams and visions. <laughs> Lost in the glory. <laughs> everybody hearing God's voice. Inspired ideas on how to change to bring the necessary change to our country, to our city, to our culture, the church to shine. Pray for this church for favor to go all over the city. Word of God to pierce the hearts and produce God's will in their lives. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I just felt the well. While we're praying, God just saying, somebody struggling with your, I think it's your little pinky. There's something there that's, that's wrong. I don't know if it's like a, it's either a skin problem or it's like a, it's like a bone problem or a skin problem. I can't, I can't say. If that's you, you can, you, can, you can just come to me and, well, God wants to heal you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. New wineskins. New wineskins. For the new wine. Is there someone like that struggling in your finger? Someone here? Thank you, Jesus. If you, yeah, God wants to heal you. Wow. Amen. Well, I trust that message blessed you. Please feel free to contact us for any prayer requests or feedback. We would love to connect with you. You can follow the Word Church Kimberly on any social media platform and become a part of our online community. Be blessed. Be blessed.